Hello and happy Sunday afternoon to you. You're listening to Prison Cast from WBEZ and Illinois Public Radio. I'm your host, Ayanna Contreras, and we're going to spend the next two hours taking over the public radio airwaves all across the state of Illinois. Now, before we get too far, let's explain what this is all about. PrisonCast is a special broadcast for people inside Illinois prisons and for their families and friends on the outside. After a years-long investigation into wrongdoing by prison guards in Illinois, WBEZ's criminal justice team wanted to do something with and for the people most affected by our criminal justice system. And we'll say this up front. We know there are people in prison who have been wrongfully convicted. There are also lots of people in prison who did really bad things and caused a lot of hurt. Nearly 17,000 people got released from state prison last year and came home to towns all around Illinois. We all have a stake in their rehabilitation and success after release. We all have a stake in keeping them connected to their communities, our communities. And one of the few connections people in Illinois prisons have with the outside world is through radio. So we've reached out to people in prison and their families and friends all over the state. We asked what music they wanted to hear, what kind of news and information they needed, and what sounds they missed hearing the most. With the help of more than a dozen partner organizations who work in prisons, we got scores of responses. For example, Mr. Webb inside Illinois River Correctional Center in Canton describes growing up near the Metro Tracks in Chicago's Woodlawn neighborhood and asked us to play the soothing sound of the train passing by. Electric South Chicago train number 318 to Millennium Station is now approaching your station. This prison cast special will be an afternoon full of sounds like that. Sounds we gathered from all over the outside world. We're also airing music requests and interviews for you folks inside, like advice on how to parent from prison and how to prepare for your release. So if you or someone you know is inside, think of the next two hours as a way to experience something together. For everyone else, think of the next two hours as a way to be reminded of our shared humanity, of the ways we're connected. And there's going to be some good music along the way. This first song was requested by Kilroy inside Cook County Jail. It's What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. That song was requested by multiple folks for this particular broadcast. This next music request also comes from Mr. Webb in Illinois River, a perfect song for a summer Sunday afternoon. Good food, family. Here's Bob Marley with Three Little Birds. That was Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Okay, before we head into a break, we're going to take a little road trip. We got a request from Ms. Garcia inside Logan Correctional Center in Lincoln to hear the sounds of the rides at Six Flags Great America up in Gurney. So we told reporter Mariah Wolfel to grab her tape recorder and get in line for her favorite roller coaster. All right, headed to Six Flags Great America. Hi, how are you? There we go. Thank you. We're in the park. Merry-go-round. 
going to play? Yes. I'm going to try to make um, the rings in one of the bottles. I'll try to make one, and then I'll, earn, I'll try to earn a prize. Those were the sounds of Great America produced by WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel. And yes, that was her. You heard screaming on the roller coaster at the end there. We're going to take a quick break, but there's more to come here on PrisonCast from WBEZ and Illinois Public Radio. We'll be talking about self-care while you're waiting for someone to get out of prison or while you're doing time yourself. We'll also play some sounds from Puerto Rico and do some headbanging. That's next. Welcome back to PrisonCast from WBEZ and Illinois Public Radio. I'm Ayana Contreras, and you're listening to a two-hour special for people inside Illinois prisons and their families. The point of this show is to create a moment of togetherness between Illinois prison families and people who are locked up. We asked them for music requests and dedications and to tell us sounds they wanted to hear from the outside world. In a second, we're going to have a conversation about how to stay emotionally healthy while you're inside prison or while you're waiting for someone to get out. But first, we're going to take you on a little trip to the Caribbean Sea. We got two requests to hear sounds from Puerto Rico, and producer Zoraya Diaz went to find them for us. Hello, my name is Zoraya Diaz. This request comes from Alex at the Stateville Correctional Center, who wanted to hear the sound of the coqui frog in Puerto Rico. Right now, I'm in Gonzales Street, walking around, and next to this beautiful house, there is a mango tree in which a community of cookies lives. Right now, I'm at Mina's house. She lives in a small house with a tin roof, but she has an amazing garden, small but beautiful. This request comes from Carlos at Hill Correctional Center. Carlos was born in Puerto Rico and wanted to hear the sound of rain falling on a metal roof because it reminds Carlos of home.
Oh, that was beautiful. Okay, we're going to move from Puerto Rico back to our studios in Chicago now for a conversation about... From 1966, it's Stevie Wonder with A Place in the Sun. Okay, this next request comes from Patrice and the Joliet Treatment Center, who wants to dedicate this song to anyone who has ever felt different. Patrice wrote, quote, I feel like Freddie Mercury is a champion for people who are different. That's right. It's Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, on Prison Cast. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? That was Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, we're going to end this segment with a sound that can't help but make you smile. I'm going to get you. (laughs) We've got a request for a sound of innocence and purity and freedom, the sound of a child's laughter. So we went to a daycare in Chicago's Bronzeville neighborhood where we asked parents picking up their kids to try to make them laugh. Hi, how are you? Hi. Did you have a good day? Yes. Yes? Hi, I'm James. I'm her uncle. And this is Amaya. This is my niece. My name is Daphne, and this is Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. Say hi. Typically, the easiest way to make him laugh is to tickle him. Mommy didn't want to kiss. That's tickles. That's tickles. You're not tickling each other Huh? <laughs> what about you right here? What about here? <laughs> no, right here. Oh, here he comes. Hey, Zozo. Say hi. Hey, precious. How you doing? You glad to see Grandma? How was your day? How was your day? Mama's gonna Superman you. Superman. There you go. <laughs> As soon as you say something gross, they're going to laugh, especially if it's embarrassing. <laughs> we do, like, kisses and, like, a little rough housing. That always makes them What's your favorite food? Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. You eat them off the floor? No. Yes, you do. I've seen you eat some off the floor before. <laughs> yeah, you eat them off the floor. Oh, well, you better not smile. You better not smile. <laughs> There's that big smile I love. That side-splitting montage was produced by WBEZ's Rob Wildeboer. And we're going to take a quick break right now, but we've got more prison casts coming up from WBEZ and Illinois Public Radio. This is our statewide radio special for people in prisons and their families. Still ahead, We'll talk about tips for keeping in touch with your kids while you're in prison, and we'll take a relaxing dip in Lake Michigan. Welcome back to PrisonCast from WBEZ and Illinois Public Radio. I'm Ayana Contreras. If you're just joining us and wondering why your normal program isn't airing, well, you're listening to our two-hour special for people inside Illinois prisons and their families. We spent months doing outreach into Illinois prisons to hear from a population you might not think about much, the people incarcerated here. We heard from nearly 80 people in prison and their family members for this special show. And today we're playing their music requests, audio requests, and sharing some bits of information and advice. We're going to talk more about that now. If you're a parent who's serving time, it means you aren't there for your kid during those big milestones in life. First steps, first day of school, first time riding a bike. 
Parenting from prison is a challenge, but there are things you can do to try and nurture those relationships. To share some advice, we're bringing in Martin Garcia, the manager of the Marshall Project's publication, News Inside. Welcome, Martin. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. Martin, can you share a bit about your own experience and what challenges parents who are incarcerated might face? Absolutely. Um, So I have kind of a a dual experiencing with uh, parental incarceration. I grew up with my father in prison. My my father went to prison when I was one years old. And I also went to prison myself. Um, I was recently released about two and a half years ago, serving a 10-year sentence in New York State. And I have three children, uh, very young, that uh, experienced parental incarceration because of me. The biggest thing about being in prison is is the, the inability to be physically present. So I think that in, in spite of the fact that I was able to make phone calls daily, I was able to receive uh, visits uh, probably monthly. The reality is I wasn't there. I saw my daughter take her first steps at 11 months in a visiting room where I was not able to walk with her or experience that. I've had to worry about uh, my child being hospitalized and the inability to run and take them and care for them and provide support to the family. My child has not been able to consistently like uh, rely on me for like homework help. And sometimes I've called and they've said, hey, like I needed you yesterday. I had this math problem. I couldn't figure it out and nobody could help me. And I think that that right there is the biggest challenge that you have to come to terms with the fact that no matter how hard you try, all these barriers are put in place and it's almost impossible to be like an active parent. So what's your advice for how incarcerated parents can maintain that relationship with their kids? There's no blanket method, right? Everything is really individualized. You have to kind of get to know your child. And I think the biggest thing that I did not like that was done with my children that I wanted to correct over the years was lying to them about my circumstance. People are afraid to talk about these things. They don't want children to be ridiculed in school. They don't want children to feel like it's their fault that their parent is incarcerated. So we lie to them to protect them which a lot of people do. And it happened to me. And as they grew older, I kind of had to engage with them and and let them know, like, I'm not in college. I'm not in the army. I'm not away for work. I'm in prison because I made a poor choice and I'm suffering the consequence of that choice. Uh, Remaining, you know, communicative with them, being honest as possible, trying to provide age appropriate answers are some of the things that I've done with my children. Martin, what are some creative ways that parents can keep in touch with their kids? One thing that I that I did is I took a parenting course while I was incarcerated. And so one of the things I learned from there is that if you can get your child like a, a magazine subscription, something inexpensive, highlights, National Geographic Kids, $15 a year because of the financial burden is, is, is ridiculous while you're incarcerated, then your child will be receiving a gift from you every month. It becomes a routine. And so what I would do is I would order the magazine for myself and order it for my children. And then we could kind of go through the magazine together when we were on the phone, or we could write letters about it and say, hey, did you see this article about giraffes? So it was like educational and fun and interactive. Some people share artwork together where they're like, I'll paint a picture of things that I've experienced. You paint a picture of things that you've experienced. I've also heard of people doing puzzles together, word search or crossword, where like, I'll rip it out. I'll start it off. I'll mail it home to you. You do a word or clue and then send it back to me. Yeah, I think just things like that. But it's things that we would normally do in person with a child, but you kind of just have to break it up into pieces. So your publication, News Inside, recently asked people for ideas about parenting from prison. 
and you printed some of those responses from incarcerated parents. Uh, what did you hear from them? If you're open, I can share a couple if you'd like. Oh, please. So Rita in California said, I recently just had my first kid. It really changed my mindset on how I do things. I went to jail the day after his birth. It messes me up not being able to see my child, but I still love him and will do anything for him. You live and you learn. My advice would be just to stay down and don't give up. Your kid will still have love for you no matter what. Tell your kid you love them every day when you get a chance to talk to them. I know it sucks not seeing them, but stay up. Do you and everything will be okay. Um, another parent from California that's incarcerated said, parents behind walls must understand people and your children included have lives outside of these walls. So learn patience if you don't get your way. In the difficult times, I try to meditate and come up with the best solution possible. That's how I deal with difficult times. I also ask them a lot of questions about what they want in their lives. Stay relentless and active in your child's life regardless of your circumstance. It's hmm. really good wisdom. I've been speaking with Martin Garcia from The Marshall Project. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for having me again. Now, speaking of parenting, let's talk a little bit about mama. Several mamas wrote to prison cast with songs for their children, and lots of you inside dedicated songs to your moms. You all appreciate it. Ms. Howard inside Logan Correctional Center requested Tupac with Dear Mama. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd be... That was A Song for Mama by Boys to Men. We're going to head into another break in a minute, but before that, let's take a breath. A lot of you requested to hear the peaceful sounds of nature, a babbling brook, chirping birds, even a rooster crowing. WBEZ reporter Indy Kara went outside to find them. Those were some sounds of nature produced by Indy Kara. What you're hearing right now are the waves of Lake Michigan. The mother of Isaiah at Lawrence Correctional Center requested that sound and recorded this dedication. My name is Darlisa, and I am the mother of Isaiah. So, Isaiah, you and I have grown up in the city of Chicago our whole life, and I would always take you to the lakefront. And even when you were in my stomach as a teenager, I used to go to the rocks and just sit on the rocks and listen to the waves. One day we're going to sit on that beach again, and we're also going to visit all the beaches that's all over the world. That would be us. I already have your travel bag ready, and I'm waiting for you. Coming up in the next hour of Prison Cast from WBEZ and Illinois Public Radio, we've got more music and sound requests. Plus, we'll give you five tips for preparing to be released from prison. I'm Ayana Contreras. Stay with us. That was Sweet Child of Mine 
by Guns N' Roses. Like the sweet sound of a Chicago White Sox home run and fireworks at Guaranteed Rate Field, that request came from Anna, and I'm going to let her take it from here. This is for Danny at Menard Correctional from your sister Anna. White Sox fireworks will always remind me of uh, us being kids and sitting at the cheap seats with dad and one dollar peanuts. Also, you um, worked there as a teenager with uh, your black apron that I think mom still has. Even now when I go to the Sox games and hear the fireworks, they make me think of you. I hope this reaches you and brings a smile to your face. That piece was produced by WBEZ reporter Michael Puente and our executive producer, Lauren Frost. Our next request comes to us from Arnold inside Dixon Correctional Center in Northwest Illinois. It's Green Onions from Booker T and the MGs. That was Rough Side of the Mountain by F.C. Barnes. Before we wrap up, we've got a segment for the thousands of you who will be released from prison this year. Lots of you are probably preparing for your release and your transition back into your communities. That can come with logistical and emotional challenges, but Latanya Jennifer Sublet is here again to help. She directs the Holistic and Liberatory Peer Reentry Program at the Chicago Torture Justice Center, and she's going to share five tips for your reentry. Welcome back, Latanya. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so your first piece of advice, let's dig right in, is collect documentation before your release. Can you explain what you mean by that? Absolutely. So while I was incarcerated, um, I was able to obtain my birth certificate. Um, I already had a Social Security card. The reason why I suggest that is because it is very challenging um, with, with COVID and everything that has happened with, you know, unfortunately, identity theft. They are requiring you to present so much more evidence that you are who you are. So if there is any way that you can reach out to your counselor, uh, somebody in the prison that can help you, please see if you can get a birth certificate and your social security card while you are there. Tip number two, start looking for housing a year in advance. Absolutely. So why is that important? If you decide to go to a transitional home or a recovery home or a family member's home, you get to build out the things that you kind of need and what's going to be required. Because about six months later, ITOC or, you know, any prison probably is probably going to say, hey, we need to go check this place out. And then if something comes up, you still have time to change your address. But it just it provides a little bit of that comfort of knowing where you are going when you are released. Like me, I did two decades in prison. So there would have been a chance that maybe my mother, you know, is a senior citizen and she was living in senior housing and I wouldn't have been able to go there. So if you wait until the last minute, you know, there are waiting lists. 
There are requirements, there's documentation, there are things that need to be done. So you have to start that process. So you kind of um, allude to the next tip because you're talking about sort of building uh, you know, a support network. You recommend that people connect with organizations that can help you more broadly. So can you give us some examples of that? There are plenty of organizations that allow um, individuals to parole there. They help them with job training. They help them get connected to um, their state benefits. They help them get IDs and, you know, birth certificates and things like that. And it's just sometimes what some of us need. So, Latanya, you talked about these organizations. How would someone go about um, finding these organizations? In order to get in contact with uh, some of these organizations, your counselor at the prison would have the names and addresses and information of organizations that will receive you, allow you to parole to their transitional homes or their recovery homes. So tip number four, Latanya, is a little bit different. You just say exhale. Why is that your next piece of advice? The thing of it is, is that, you know, this this free world, just because you're free doesn't mean everything is okay. And and we're coming home with all of our experiences from being in prison to coming home to a world that, depending on how long we've been incarcerated, has just changed. I mean, things change on a daily. So you can just be in the grocery store and, like, become traumatized. And you think, hey, it's because I've been gone. I don't know how to do self-checkout. When in actuality, there are people who have been out here for 20 years who can't do self-checkout. So you just have to (laughs) exhale and say, hey, it may not have anything to do with the fact that I've been incarcerated. Take every day as it comes to you. And that's one day at a time. That's it. I think that's definitely just a life lesson for everyone, right? Uh, And finally, tip number five, after your release, start forming relationships with the people around you. Say more about that. Yeah, definitely. I'm always going to say that our closest connection to work, um, housing, all of those things are the people that we know. I, I say, hey, if you can Get to know the the person at the subway. Get to know the the person at the gas station. Get to know the people in your community. There is so much shame that comes with being, you know, formerly incarcerated that we stay to ourselves. But you have not because you ask not. Like sometimes you just have to say, hey, do you know anybody who would hire me? But we have to let go of that shame to do that. Mm. I've been speaking with Latanya Jennifer Sublet. Uh, with the Chicago Torture Justice Center. Thank you so much. Thank you. And before we finish today's show, we're going to fulfill one last sound request. This comes from Stephen at Illinois River Correctional Center in Canton. Stephen writes, I imagine every incarcerated individual fantasizes about his or her release date. Stephen asked us to play the sound of someone being released from prison, a sound Stephen has never heard. Well, on Wednesday morning, WBEZ's Rob Wildebor met a person named Manuel, who was leaving the prison in Kiwani after three years behind bars. Rob was there as Manuel walked the hallways for the last time. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yes, they are. Everybody know I'm leaving. I said my farewell yesterday. My name is Manuel Rios. Um, today is the day that I'm finna go home. 
you know how you be nervous about something and then you just it's a good nervous it's not a bad nervous it's a good nervous i'm nervous but i'm happy to be going home to my family i get god all the glory but i get my family glory too because they was there to me through the whole time so i'm thankful today i want to go to work i want to stay busy i don't want to get caught up in the rapture no more i'm done i mean i've been through this before to know better Thank you, one for everything. You know I'm gonna be the last person to shake your hand, man. Hey, man. <laughs> so I gotta sign some more papers. To sign, to get your money. Yep, and your medical card, your social security. Medical card, your birth certificate. I want you to open each one to make sure that the everything's correct. Got my social security card, correct. This is your number, your name, and then I'll have you sign it. Yeah, this is the last signature here. Yep. Thank you, Ms. Baker. All righty. Well, good luck to you. Shake your hand. Thank you, Ms. Baker. All right, let's go out this door here. <laughs> yep, it's the last road here. Time to go get in that car. Oh, it feels good to be on the other side of the fence. <laughs> there you go, my wife right there. <laughs> Looking for me. <laughs> Come on over here. Those rusty legs. Time to go home. <laughs>